Hello, beautiful. Welcome to today's conversation, where we're going to talk about sleep and its effect on mental health. Let's talk about it. I'm your host, Shannon Martin, and welcome to today's episode of This Thing Called Wellness. Hello again. I hope you're doing well. Last time we talked, we talked about finding your calm and the various ways you can work on finding your inner peace. With this thing called wellness, everything takes time, but it can be done. One way you can find your inner peace is through a good night's sleep. Sleep has become one of those works in progress for me, and I'm sure it's become the same for many of you. No matter how much I try to create this fantastic nighttime routine, sleep has always eluded me. In my early years, of course, I went to sleep to get up early and to go to school, later to work in college, and later to take care of my family without any problems. I wasn't always an early bird or a part of the 5 a.m. club because I wanted to. It was because I had to in order to get the kids and myself up and out. Later, when I stayed at home, I was very busy during the day and often stayed up at night to have a little bit of me time. And the older the kids got, the more I seemed to stay up later and later with all the extracurricular activities and trying to fit in me time. Became few and far in between. I think this is when my late night started. Staying up well past what is considered a decent bedtime, like 8 or 10 p.m. I was always up well past that. But that was a time I could pencil me in. On the other side of things, being in the military and a military spouse, a stay-at-home mom, all those things, just lifing, makes you forget about what's considered normal bedtime. You let it do what it do and just make it work for you and your family. And that's what I was doing for so many years. So when I finally had to address my sleep issues, I didn't know where to start. Do I start with this or that? Do I start with being diagnosed with depression, where I would get too much sleep, or when my anxiety and insomnia kicked in at night, waking me up, and I couldn't sleep because I was anxious, couldn't breathe, was jittery, and had muscle spasms, or when my sleep apnea decided it wanted to disrupt my sleep along with my restless leg syndrome, because they seemed to work together too. It was becoming a nightmare just thinking about going to sleep. I had to talk to my counselors about all these symptoms crossing over into my sleepless nights. I didn't want to go to sleep. I stay up until 5 o'clock, sometimes because I just slept better during the day than at night. But my goal is to go to bed at a decent time. So I wake up and see people, even though I don't people that much. But when I feel like peopling, it would be nice to be awake and coherent. Nothing cures insomnia like the realization that it's time to get up. I didn't really notice many changes after seeing the sleep psychologist and receiving my sleep apnea mask. The mask is challenging to sleep in, but I do enjoy breathing at night. So I keep trying it from time to time until hopefully I get used to it. At least that's what my doctors are hoping. Of course, my counselors are concerned for me because they're convinced I need to be on a regular sleep routine like the rest of the world. But with all of this, I ask myself, am I meant to be a regular sleep routine type of woman? I know the world works at various times of the day, like from 9 to 5, shift work, or other hours of the day. I am on shift work hours, and I'm sort of okay with that, especially when I just can't seem to get proper rest. The sleep doctors, of course, have told me that I need to create a sleep routine. 
I've been told I need to take the TV out of my room or turn it off at night. I can do that. But when you have a husband that needs to have white noise, it's challenging. But sometimes I turn it off. He doesn't know until he falls asleep. My biggest struggle, as with most, is unplugging from technology a couple hours before bedtime. This is something I really have to set timers for because I work a lot on the internet and social media, like most of us do. And I need to set a time to unplug yet again. What I have done is begin setting low light settings on my devices. We'll slowly start prying them out of my fingers. I'm aiming for one hour before bedtime. My maximum goal is two hours. Me time to unwind and quiet my mind. These are the obvious, right? But I was asked if I have a routine like washing my face, taking a bath, having a snack, drinking tea, turning on the oil diffusers, spraying my pillow with this nice linen spray, or any of those things. Of course, my answer was no. This is when I began to realize I needed to find my magic routine and what worked for me. As I could see, without it, I am not resting well at all. We don't rest well. We begin to have all the above symptoms, which I unfortunately have them all. When your sleep is interrupted continuously, you can't go into REM or rapid eye movement sleep. This is where we are refreshed and regenerated. We don't get the proper amount of rest. Our memory, cognitive functions, and physical functions are disrupted. I learned that because I'm not getting adequate sleep, it's contributing to my muscle spasms, irritability, memory, and digestive problems, as well as my current mental health issues. If I don't get my sleep into a better state, I will continue to have a difficult time thriving. I love to sleep. When I'm rested, I am at my best. Holly Berry I knew that getting a good night's rest was important. It was taught to me at an early age, as it is with most of us, but I never knew how important it truly was until it began to affect my health. I just know that it has been one of the most difficult aspects of my journey by far. Creating a comfortable sleep environment and establishing and maintaining a healthy sleep routine have been placed at the top of my healthy goals list. For the remainder of this year, I will work on getting into a better routine, taking it into the new year, and continue to tweak it along my journey. I tried, but I really didn't give it my all. Since I have been grieving the passing of my mother, I have had a small relapse, and my nights are worse than ever before. So now I have to bring out all the cards and really give it a good old try. What do you do when you really haven't tried to create something or even thought about it? You start out by asking yourself, what do I want to do? What do I think will relax me? Since this is new to me, I can't just go cold turkey or else it won't work. I have to start out slow and work my way up to the big girl goals. My top three for now are, of course, one, to cut back on technology by one hour before bed. I feel that's doable for me. Two, turn the TV off and turn on my sleep meditation playlist. I have a countdown that turns the music off at a set time. Three, decide what time I want to get in the bed. This is important. It has to be hours before 5 a.m., starting with midnight and working my way backward. This is a reasonable start for me. When I have these three down, I will add in regular beauty routines, such as cleansing my face on these days, exfoliating, etc. I sort of do this, but not regularly. I already use my essential oil diffuser when I have anxious nights, 
spray my bed with my linen spray, and have my fluffy weighted blanket that helps comfort me at night, along with my snuggly pillow. Mindful moment. Have you thought about ways you can create a healthy sleep environment? What lifestyle changes can you make to get better rest? Not making sleep a priority can lead to a long list of physical and mental health problems. I never made a connection between my poor sleep habits and the majority of my issues. Now that my health is in disarray, it will take time to get her back on track, but it can be done. I have started on this journey to heal all parts of me, no matter how long it takes. Picking up each piece of the puzzle, showing up some love, nurturing it, healing it, and putting it back in place. Creating and maintaining a healthy sleep routine is something I never thought I would have to worry about until now. Thankfully, I have a great support system, and I am in a place where I'm ready to love on me. I think that this is the most important piece of this whole journey. Being ready to show yourself love, understanding, and kindness will make all the difference when you're on your journey this thing called wellness. I hope you have enjoyed this week's conversation. I'm your host, Shannon Martin. Join us next Wednesday when we talk about healing through art. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share with someone you think would like to join the conversation. Disclaimer, I am not a licensed mental health professional. The information provided here is for general informational purposes only and should not be considered a substitute for professional mental health advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you need help, please consult a qualified mental health professional.